Warning, Seriously Strange covers topics that may frighten or disturb you. Viewer discretion is advised. Walmart. Just about every single person on the planet has been there at least once. Before the internet became such a popular place to buy things, Walmart was where it was at. And in many ways, for better or worse, it still is. And due to it being a staple in so many people's lives, Walmart seems to serve as a microcosm for society as a whole, with all the absurdity and horror included. From the discovery of corpses to chilling abductions and everything in between, here are ten of the most unsettling events that have happened at Walmart. In 2009, an unsuspecting Walmart shopper in Falmouth, Massachusetts perused the aisles for a brand new wallet. After finding one that looked promising, he opened it up to take a look inside, but what he found definitely wasn't what he was expecting. Instead of the standard plastic inserts that most wallets come with, this one had something much more disturbing. After unzipping one of the small compartments, the man found ten adult human teeth. One of them even had a filling. The customer alerted employees and gave them the wallet before heading out without leaving his name. Unfortunately, the teeth contained no blood or gum tissue, and despite their efforts to find the owner of the pearly whites, police were unable to identify them through DNA testing. We may never know how ten human teeth found their way into the pocket of a never-before-owned wallet, but that's only one of many unanswered questions involving this wonderful, wonderful store. Did you ever play hooky from school as a kid? I certainly didn't. When one Atlanta second grader convinced her mom to stay home from school in 2016, she had no idea that she would be fighting for her life later that day. After arriving at Walmart, the little girl's mom headed off to grab fruit on the other side of the store, leaving little Brittany alone to browse the toy aisle to her heart's content. But as she wandered down the aisle, a man began to follow her. At first, she thought he was just another shopper. However, when he got too close for comfort, she realized something wasn't right. In a heart-stopping moment caught on security cameras, the man lunged for her. He put his hand over her mouth to stifle her screams and tried to drag her out of the store. Of course, he couldn't expect what happened next. Rather than give in to the grown man's might, the little girl put up the fight of her life, kicking and screaming until she managed to free herself. The man was shocked by the girl's resistance and immediately set her free. Fortunately, the whole ordeal was caught on tape and the man was arrested less than one hour later. Thanks to her quick thinking and bravery, this little girl's actions made all the difference between a close call and a tragedy. Unfortunately, though we may like to think that our kids are safe when we're nearby, it only takes a split second for something sinister to happen. Myrtle Beach, the sparkling waters, the smooth, sandy beaches, the severed fingers found inside the local Walmart. <sighs> Truly a paradise. 
In 2016, Walmart's loss prevention officers caught South Carolina resident Carolyn Wright attempting to steal a body armful of merchandise that included condoms, lubricant, and panties. After a swift confrontation with Walmart staff, Wright punched one staff member in the head, pulled out another woman's hair, and bit down so hard on one employee's finger that she took off a piece with her bare teeth. Wright then spat the piece of finger right there onto the floor. Unsurprisingly, she was promptly arrested and sent to prison for the assault. Oh, and the piece of finger? Well, sadly, it wasn't able to be reattached to the employee's hand. In 2015, a Utah grandmother brought her granddaughters, aged 3 and 14, to shop at a Walmart in Perry, Utah. She had no idea that she'd made a mistake simply by walking inside. As they shopped, they didn't seem to notice a man who had been prowling the aisles of the store for nearly four hours, no doubt looking for something that wasn't available on Walmart's shelves. Finally, the grandmother turned away from the cart and the man saw his chance to strike. The three-year-old sat helpless in the cart as surveillance cameras captured the man approaching the seated child. Chillingly, you can see the man raising his finger to his lips, signaling the girl to keep quiet as he grabbed the cart and tried to make off with the child inside. Thankfully, the child's 14-year-old sister caught the man in the act and the two engaged in a fervent tug of war with the cart before the grandmother finally turned back around. The man eventually gave up, leaving the child unharmed but traumatized. Police apprehended the would-be kidnapper soon after but released him without pressing charges. Which is unbelievable. It's hard to imagine why anyone would want to kidnap a child from a busy Walmart in broad daylight, but thankfully, this story has a happy ending. Happy endings are always a good thing when it comes to a frightening story, but our next case doesn't have one. In March of 2022, security footage captured the final moments of one Nevada woman's tragically short life. Footage showed 18-year-old Naomi Erion purchasing snacks at a Walmart in her hometown. Minutes later, she returned to the parking lot and suddenly vanished without a trace. Two weeks later, police received a tip that led investigators to East Reno, where they found Naomi's remains in a remote gravesite. Parking lot cameras captured a hooded man creeping around the area just before Naomi's disappearance. Police later identified the man as 41-year-old Troy Driver and swiftly charged him with first-degree murder, kidnapping, burglary of a motor vehicle, robbery, and destruction of evidence. In a disturbing testimony, Driver confessed that he kidnapped Naomi as she headed back to a shuttle on her way to work. Horrifically, he says he then shot her in the head and chest, stole her cell phone, and drove her several miles away, where he buried her in a shallow grave. Have you ever approached a restroom only to see an out-of-order sign posted over the door? Most people would think you were weird if you stood there and wondered what was going on inside the bathroom. What led the bathroom to this point? 
Is it really just some broken plumbing, or is it more? But in 2017, for a Walmart in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, you'd have been forgiven for wondering such things. After one employee tried to open the door to the family restroom and found someone had locked it and likely walked away, they placed an out-of-order sign over the door and forgot all about it. Three days later, the out-of-order sign attracted the attention of other employees who wondered why the restroom had been in disrepair for so long. When they finally unlocked the door, they came upon the decomposed body of 29-year-old Catherine Carraway slumped on the floor. While the circumstances certainly seemed suspicious, autopsy reports suggest that Catherine had most likely died from cardiac arrhythmia due to difluorothane toxicity. Investigators stated that they collected air duster cans from Carraway's vehicle. These aerosol cans contained difluorothane. Investigators believe the woman huffed them shortly before passing away in the bathroom. If you think three days is a long time for a body to go unnoticed, you may find this next story especially shocking. In 2015, 22-year-old Lauren Moss was reported missing after leaving a rehab center in Marina, California. Police opened a missing persons case, but turned up no leads. Then, in February of 2016, Walmart employees noticed a silver Jetta with dark-tinted windows and a sunshade covering the dashboard. It had been there for so long that they finally decided to peek inside. What they found inside was Lauren's decomposing body. Investigators found a suicide note and drug needle beside Lauren's remains. She likely died shortly after injecting herself with the needle. Investigators rolled cameras back as far as they could, capturing footage as distant as December. The Jetta is parked in the same spot the entire time. Police believe Lauren's car had been parked there with the woman's body inside for three months. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Breakups are never easy, feelings are inevitably hurt, and you may find it tough to move on from a lost love. But for one Texas couple, a breakup led to something much worse than a broken heart. On June 4, 2022, the couple parked their car outside of a Walmart in Harris County to have a very serious conversation. When the woman in the passenger seat attempted to end things with her abusive boyfriend once and for all, the man shot her point-blank before turning the gun on himself. Tragically, the woman was pronounced dead at the scene. However, the suspect was found alive and taken to the hospital where he eventually recovered from his injuries. And although this story seems incredibly senseless and unfair, sadly, it's not uncommon. 
domestic violence disproportionately affects women, but also impacts many men as well. If anything is to be learned from this tragic case, it would be that no matter who you are, you must take every precaution when dealing with an abusive partner. And when it comes time to end things, never do it alone with them. In 2017, a Walmart in San Antonio made national headlines for all the wrong reasons. It happened on an especially sweltering early summer morning. Employees watched as a suspicious man jumped out of a semi-truck and approached them, desperately asking for water. The employee called the police, and what investigators unearthed next is genuinely blood-curdling. When they opened the back of the man's truck, they found the remains of eight people. All were deceased from being trapped in the back of the truck with no air ventilation amid blistering temperatures. Uh, late last night, we got a call from a Walmart employee that they were for a, conduct a welfare check in a tractor trailer that was parked in a lot here. Uh, he was approached by someone from that truck who was asking for water. Came back with the water, called the police. We arrived on the scene and found uh, eight people dead in the back of that trailer. Uh, there were a number of other people that Chief Hood will talk about who were transported to local hospitals. Um, uh, checking the video from the from the store, we found that uh, there were a number of vehicles that came in and picked up uh, a lot of the folks that were in that trailer that survived the trip. Uh, we're looking at uh, human trafficking uh, crime here this, uh, this evening. Dozens of other people were found as well, dehydrated and barely clinging to life. Parking lot camera footage shows a number of vehicles arriving to pick up people from the back of the trailer throughout the day. The driver of the truck was detained and charged with human trafficking. It's believed the driver was selling these victims out of the back of his trailer for hours before anyone finally caught on. It's always wise to be cautious of strangers bearing gifts. In 2013, Rain Periwinkle, her daughter Cherish Periwinkle, and Cherish's siblings were inside a Jacksonville dollar store when a stranger approached them. The family wasn't wealthy and had been struggling to pay for items. That's when 41-year-old Donald Smith, pretending to be a simple good Samaritan, offered to buy clothes for Cherish and her sisters at a nearby Walmart with a gift card he had. In order to gain their trust, Smith said his wife would be meeting them at Walmart, but there was no wife. The mother, who said she was desperate to get new clothes for her children, took Smith up on his offer, believing that her family had been blessed that day. But a nightmare was about to unfurl, the likes of which will probably never be forgotten by any who learn of it. Rain Periwinkle had been involved in custody battles for her children, and because she was the mother, she was the one to take custody of them, despite warnings from a number of people involved in the case that Rain and her boyfriend at the time kept a home that wasn't appropriate for children. After making his offer, the Periwinkle family got into Smith's white van and headed to Walmart. 
where the camera footage shows they shopped for two hours. It was close to 11 p.m. when Smith offered to buy them all cheeseburgers from McDonald's after a long day of shopping. Trusting the man far more than she should have, Cherish's mother either allowed or didn't even notice that Cherish went with Donald Smith alone. Instead of taking Cherish to the McDonald's in front of the superstore, footage shows that he led the little girl out of the store into his van instead. About a half an hour passed when Cherish's mother began to realize that something was very wrong. There was no sign of her daughter and no sign of Donald Smith. On the call with 911, she said, quote, I hope he's not with her right now. Cherish's mother reported her missing and police issued an Amber Alert within the next few hours. Cherish Periwinkle was found the next morning, but it was far from a cause for relief. Cherish was dead, and the details surrounding her death are difficult to even describe, so consider this a warning before we continue. Devastatingly, Cherish's body was uncovered in a creek behind a church the following morning. Police traced footage of the van back to Smith, who they detained that same day. Investigators learned that Smith was a known sex offender with a laundry list of offenses against children dating back to 1993. He was released from prison only 21 days before Cherish's brutal attack. During Smith's trial, the crime scene photos were so graphic that jurors were in tears, covering their mouths and gasping in horror as prosecutors made their case against him. The chief medical examiner was even unable to continue on regarding what had happened to Cherish and needed a break during the trial. The medical examiner explained that Cherish had suffered immense trauma. Smith had assaulted Cherish so violently in each orifice that her nether regions were horrifically and entirely distorted by every anatomical standard. This area of her body didn't even resemble what would be found naturally on a human being once he was finished with her. To finally end her life, he strangled her so violently that blood vessels burst in her neck. The murder was nothing short of monstrous. Of her countless vicious injuries over the slow, anguishing torment he subjected her to, the autopsy determined that they had all been sustained while Cherish was still alive. Witnesses report that Smith turned his back while the photos were shown in the courtroom. Otherwise, he simply stared ahead or looked down. He tried to say he didn't know what happened, that he didn't see young girls as sexual objects, that he must have snapped. However, this, of course, was a lie. An undercover officer planted a recording device near Smith's jail cell, where he remained as he awaited trial. The prosecution went on to play a recording that was taken of Smith speaking to a fellow inmate. When a group of young girls, only a little older than Cherish, perhaps on a school trip of some kind, passed by Smith's cell, he could be heard saying, That's right up my alley. Right there. That's my target area. I'd like to run into her at Walmart. The inmate then went on to ask Smith if Cherish had a, quote, butt on her. Smith replied by saying, She ain't black, but she had a whole lot for a white girl. 
Within minutes of deliberation, he was convicted on charges of first-degree murder and sexual battery. He was sentenced to death and is currently on Florida's death row. Rain Periwinkle lost custody of her remaining children shortly after Cherish's death. Rain had said after Cherish died that she was clairvoyant and had prophesied that Cherish was going to die by the time she was eight years old. That's all for this episode. If you're into true crime and other types of dark content, be sure to follow the Seriously Strange podcast so you don't miss what we've got in store for you. Watch the shadows and stay alive out there. Man, purse, milkshake, skitter.
Thanks to all of you for your support. The Seriously Strange podcast is made possible due in part to contributions made by our listeners like you. So if you would like to keep the Seriously Strange podcast online and accessible, please consider pressing the link that says support the show in the description of any podcast episode. You can then choose your preferred way to donate and send a contribution our way because we can't do this without our listeners support. If you decide to contribute, it's tremendously appreciated and we thank you so much. We read every single message included with each contribution, so feel free to include your comments or even make a request for a future topic. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot more in store for you. Take care and enjoy your next episode.